thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. It's time to kick your shoes off, put your heels up, and listen to how to live your best barefoot lifestyle with your host, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson. Hello and welcome back to the Barefoot Movement Podcast. I'm Paul Thompson, the Barefoot Podiatrist, and in this episode, I wanted to answer a couple of questions that I've had on social media around corns and calluses and essentially what they are, um, how we get them, how do we get rid of them, do barefoot shoes help or hinder them? Um, So there's been some great questions online around corns and callus. So, to kick it off, what is a corn and what is a callus? So, both of them are essentially just layers of hardened, dead skin. So, they're normally caused by friction or pressure in a, in a certain area on the foot um, or other parts of the body too, I guess. But in this case, we're talking about the foot. So, you increase friction, increase pressure can lead to sort of that hardened, thickened um, layers of skin. Now, a callus is generally kind of that yellowish, hardened skin. You might get them around your heels or on the ball of your foot. And it's kind of not as localized where a corn is normally still a callus, but then it will have more of a like a whitish, yellowish center to it, which is the core, which is kind of just like a little even harder ball of skin in the middle of the callus that acts like a thorn and it's a lot more localized sort of pressure area. Um, You can get them kind of most places on the foot but most commonly you'd get them between toes or on the side of the toes, under the ball of the foot, sometimes on the heel and still caused by friction and pressure Um, but yeah, just a lot more localized. Now, With corns, a lot of people try and self-treat them with things like corn pads, which is definitely not my favorite way of trying to treat them. Corn pads, especially the medicated corn pads, are normally um, just like an acid-based chemical in them that can burn all the good skin around the corn as well. But it just essentially burns a couple of the top layers of the corn off to reduce a bit of the pressure short term but long term i tend to find that corn pads like make the problem worse so yeah definitely not my favorite way of treating them Um, other people will try just pumice stones and and sort of files and things to just shave um, the dead skin down a bit now as far as doing something at home is probably one of the safer ways and more efficient ways of trying to just get a bit of relief, just using a pumice stone just to lightly get a bit of the the skin down, which can just reduce a bit of the pressure. But honestly, the best way to get rid of a corn, I've had a lot of questions around how do you get rid of them. The quickest, least painful, most efficient way to get rid of them is to go and see like a podiatrist. And a good podiatrist, it shouldn't hurt. Okay, you can... We shave them down, we shave that dead skin down. Same as a callus, we can shave all that dead skin away or if the the skin's starting to crack because of calluses, we can shave all that back and get it to um, back to kind of good skin. 
really quick and without without pain. With the corn, we then normally cut the middle of the corn out, which sounds worse than it is, but remember, it's just dead skin. So again, like a good podiatrist that can just get in there, cut that center out, you generally won't even feel it until you stand up and realize that your pain's gone, which is lovely because we can get that core out, which is normally the painful part, and remove that really quick. Now, will this get rid of it forever? No, generally not. In some cases, if it's a one-off sort of corn, you may have worn like a the wrong pair of shoes and it's rubbed and, and caused the corner a callus, then yeah, sure, if you don't wear those shoes again, we cut the corn out or cut the callus back, then yeah, you may be lucky and not have that come back. But in a lot of cases, the, the underlying problem isn't sort of looked at and the problem is seen as the corn. So, you know, we cut the corn away and, you know, funnily enough, it, it comes back because it's not really the problem. The problem is that there's some sort of pressure or friction that's being generated due to something you're doing that is leading to this skin building up and causing the corn or callus. So, you know, the people out there that have asked questions around how do you get rid of them forever? Well, the answer is you need to work out what's causing the friction or the pressure. Now, there's a few things I've found over the years that um, commonly cause it. Shoes is a big one. So, for people who are in kind of modern shoes or fashion shoes, you know, most shoes, the toe box on them are way too narrow for any human foot. And they might feel or look wide, but once you're in that shoe, it still compresses the toes inwards even just slightly, which can cause the toes to rub. It can change the way the ball of the foot distributes its pressure. If there's a bit of a heel on the shoe, even just kind of half a centimetre of heel, like in a normal jogger, then that can tilt your center of gravity forward just enough to put more pressure on the ball of the foot. Um, so yeah, shoes can be a, a big issue when it comes to corns and calluses. Now, if you were to run around barefoot all the time as well, then chances are you may still develop a callus um, as your skin tries to protect the bottom of your foot and toughen up a bit. But corns especially, I find yeah, shoes are a big one that, that tends to... Um, create sort of pressure areas and sort of friction areas now the the big one though is how people walk so you know again online i've had people ask questions around are barefoot shoes better or worse for corns are normal shoes better or worse for corns like you know there's a, a lot of people out there wondering what the best direction from a footwear point of view is and like I just mentioned, you know, traditional shoes, like normal joggers and, and even fashion shoes, then yeah, they're normally going to taper the toes in or there might be a heel on them that can definitely lead to a corn or callus. Now, barefoot shoes generally are going to be a lot wider, flatter. They shouldn't be rubbing. So the shoe itself shouldn't be causing... Uh, corns or callus unless they're not fitting well or there's a seam in there rubbing or, or something you know with the shoe that's, that's rubbing but generally barefoot shoes are a lot wider a lot flatter so there's a lot less 
chance of the shoe causing friction or pressure. However, when you're in a barefoot shoe, any dysfunction you have around how you're moving and walking is going to be highlighted. So, you know, you may get away with um, being in that more cushioned shoe and, and sort of snugger shoe because it's protecting some of your dysfunctions or supporting some of your dysfunctions. But then when you start walking barefoot or in a barefoot shoe, those dysfunctions become highlighted. There's no nowhere to hide. So, for instance, if you have, say, reduced ankle range of motion and the way you compensate is by sort of twisting your foot, um, they call it a cigarette twist as you walk and you load up onto your toes as you're walking, then twisting the foot before you leave the ground is a really common compensation for like hip issues and ankle issues. That can start to lead to uh, friction and you know then corns and calluses under the ball of the foot as well. Or there may be some structural issues. So if you've been living in shoes forever or you were just born with um, some bones that structurally are different to like a natural foot, then that's going to cause the toes to curl under and potentially lead to the toes copying more friction and pressure as well and rubbing. So, you know, it's not as simple as just switching to a barefoot shoe and assuming that all the pressure is going to go away. There's still a lot of work you may need to do to get the toes wider, you know, strengthen the feet so the toes um, and foot can splay when it hits the ground. Make sure you have enough ankle range of motion, hip range of motion, so that when you're walking, that you're walking straight over the foot. There's no twisting or little compensations going on when you walk, which sounds like a lot of hard work, but honestly, long term, the payoff is huge, and not just for corns and calluses, but for lots of health issues when it comes to you know muscles, bones, tendons, joints. You're going to be in a much better position if you start working on how you're moving and getting more efficient at moving and more aligned when you move rather than just relying on shoes to kind of hide behind. Now, as far as treating yourself at home, um, like I mentioned, like shaving some of that or just filing some of that skin down um, can sometimes help short-term. Corn pads not be fan. But another thing that can be good short-term especially once you've had the corn or callus shaved back, um, corns in particular, you know, if it's a painful sort of spot under the ball of the foot, say, or the side of the toe, then little deflective pads can be really useful. So I quite often use things like felt, um, self-adhesive felt, and we'll cut like a U-shape into it so that I can put that around the area where the corn was. So... If I know it's like a biomechanical issue and someone's um, you know, walking a certain way or they're, they're loading the foot in a certain way that's leading to this corn, then yeah, a great little trick can be you know, we shave the corn down, we cut the corn out to give relief, but then whilst we're giving some exercises to try and just you know, start working on some of the biomechanics and getting on top of how that person's moving, we can use little felt pads and things just to try and deflect a bit of the pressure off there to try and reduce the likelihood of that corn coming back. Um, can also be, a, 
if I know people are going overseas and they're really um, kind of get corns a lot, um, then we might even give them a couple of deflective pads to take away with them just so that if it starts to flare up while they're away or on a, on a hike or something, they can deflect a bit of the pressure just to try and get a bit of relief um, short term. It doesn't fix the problem. It's just a, a band-aid solution to try and um, take a bit of pressure off there. So the rest of the foot takes a bit more of the load and that little U cutout means that the corn sort of can just sit into its own little hole and, and not have quite as much pressure and friction going through it. So that can sometimes work um, as well. Now we've touched on the barefoot shoes versus the normal shoes. I hope that makes sense that, yeah, it's not with the barefoot shoes, not so much about the shoe. You just got to remember it's about how you're moving and how your body's functioning um, can be a big part of what like creates a corn as well. Now, calluses, they're a lot more general. So you might find calluses over the whole bottom of the ball of the foot, um, but it's still a similar thing. It's still friction and pressure and generally it's more to do with how you're walking. Like we'll quite often see people with a slight bunion or someone that sort of rolls off over the inside of the big toe when they're walking will start to develop like a callus, like a protective um, layer of skin essentially around that inside of the bunion because it's just where they're walking. It's where it's kind of a, a red flag of where you're starting to load the foot in the wrong spot because under the foot, if the foot's moving well, generally that layer of skin that um, is, is designed to take pressure and it might build a little layer of callus but when you start seeing kind of chunky bits of callus building up then quite often there's something you're doing that's, that's causing that to build up and you're rolling off the inside of the, the big toe with bunions is a real common one um, that we start to see and there's, and there's a few, I mean you can Pretty much Google it. There's, there's a few things online that will show you different callus patterns and what they may mean. But at yeah, the end of the day, you need to find someone that's going to assess how you're walking um, and assess your shoes and help you get to the bottom of what's causing that like cornal callus to build up so that you can really start getting on top of it long term, um, especially with corns because they can become quite painful and and can turn into other things like neurovascular corns where they start getting their own nerve supply and blood supply that, yeah, it can become a bit of a bigger issue and a bit of an annoyance. So you want to try and get on them as, as quick as you can um, and as efficiently as you can. Now, I've also had the question around the difference between warts and corns. Now, warts are an actual virus. So it's a like a living thing that we're trying to... Uh, normally, the body doesn't detect it that well. So we're normally trying to you know, use chemicals or freezing or um, yeah, different things to try and get the body to recognize it's there and help the immune system fight that virus. But we still tend to shave that um, wart down or freeze it. So there's still ways to treat the wart. But when you're at home, if you're not sure whether it's a wart or a corn, a great little sort of at-home test you can do, it generally works pretty well, is pushing and squeezing the area. Now, if pushing the like area hurts more then it's more likely to be a corn whereas if you squeeze it and it hurts more then it's going to be more likely to be a wart it's a, a nice little simple way to kind of get a rough idea of 
of what it's more likely to be. They do look different, so if you know what you're looking for, it's pretty easy to tell the difference. But yeah, if you're not sure, yeah, pushing and squeezing can be a great way to to check uh, on that. So to recap, it's pretty much just to build up a friction. It's nothing to really stress about. Some people, you know, I've been getting messages around, you know, are they bad? Is it? I mean, it's not good. It means you're loading the foot wrong, or there's, you know, a shoe or something that's pushing the foot in the wrong way. Like it's your body letting you know there's a problem. And it's trying to protect itself by, by building those thickened layers of skin. But yeah, it's, it's nothing to freak out about. But still something that you want to try and get on top of um, as soon as you can. And like I said, podiatrists can shave that down really simply for you um, and help out with that. But then you want to find someone that can assess how you're moving or assess those shoes and, and really get to the bottom of what's causing it to try and get rid of it long term. And you can get rid of them long term, but you just need to get on top of like what's causing that friction, what's causing that pressure buildup um, and work on that. And in a lot of cases, if it's not the shoe, it's going to be how you're actually walking, how you're moving. And, you know, there's ways that we can help through exercises or or padding to help um, change that. But long-term, without getting rid of like a Band-Aid solution, it's working with exercises to improve how you move, work on... Um, efficient movement patterns so that your body moves in a much more efficient way, healthy way, reduces that pressure naturally, which means then it won't matter so much what shoe you're in. If it's summer and you're going barefoot, if you're moving well, there's much less likelihood of building up that localized pressure and friction area. So nice quick one today. Hopefully that answers a few questions around corns and calluses. If you have any questions, send them through. Happy to answer them. Hope this... um, helps you understand a bit about corns and calluses, um, encourages you to start working on those biomechanics, trying to improve how you're moving, check out your shoes. If you have a corn or a callus, you know, look at the shoe. Look, does that area line up with a seam? Does it line up with an area that's, you know, under the ball of my foot and I'm wearing heels a lot and that's just loading that area, um, you know, a lot more. Video how you're walking. Do you twist a bit? Do you lift your heel early? Like are you doing something that you know, it looks like you're causing more pressure or friction in a certain area when you're walking because twisting when you're walking is going to cause friction whether you're in a shoe or not. So, you know, videoing in slow-mo or in normal speed how you're walking can give yourself some little signs too. But end of the day, find someone who can help you. It's a lot easier and quicker and they can guide you um, to do the right exercises and get on top of it as quick as you can. So if you need a virtual appointment or an in-clinic appointment, you can jump on my website at thebarefootmovement.com.au to book that. Happy to have a look at how you're moving. Check out your shoes. Um, over Skype, it's going to be pretty hard to debride and cut back that corn for you, so you'll need to find someone locally to do that. But if it's about checking out your biomechanics, checking out your shoes, helping you uh, move forward and, and help those movement patterns, happy to do so, which I can do in clinic or over Skype. So like I said, you can book that online. If you have any questions... Be sure to reach out, subscribe to the channel, jump on social media, follow me at the Barefoot Podiatrist on Facebook and Instagram for lots of exercise ideas um, or to send me messages. And I look forward to chatting to you guys in the next couple of weeks. Have a great week. The 2019 Wellness Summit is almost here. 
I love being at these events. They're always such a great positive environment. It's been really great to um, listen to like-minded people and to um, meet a few people actually. I've been to every summit and I've been to every one and I'll always keep coming. It's always inspiring. It's been a real eye-opener. We're actually signed up to go to the breakthrough now. It's very motivating. I think it's great to listen to people who are inspired. And there's always something to learn and something to take away. I think uh, for myself and giving myself that um, opportunity to, to learn. There's so much going on in life and everything that you can get distracted and forget the things that you should be doing. And this always reminds you to get back on track and, and um, to focus on the things that are important, a holistic health. Just do it, yeah. Just yeah, suck it up and do it. It's uh, it could be life changing, yeah. I would say it's awesome, and it's the start of changing your life. Come along, see what it's about, and enjoy it. It's an amazing event with like-minded, positive people, and you can't help but um, walk away feeling great. Positive Mentor presents the 2019 Wellness Summit, August 17 and 18 in Melbourne. Can you afford to miss out? Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.